Sponsored by West Wave Audio, LA's new API dealer. And now from the Nowcast Network Studios, here's Mike. Hi, welcome to the Audio Nowcast. My name is Mike Rodriguez, and this is our very first podcast. The Audio Nowcast is a place where industry professionals, yes, we get paid to do some of this stuff, gather around the table and talk about the issues that affect the audio industry. Let me introduce you to the group that we've got here today. Over here to my right is Martin Page. How you doing, Mikey? Scott Gershon. Yeah, hello. Bobby Summerfield. Hello, hello, hello. And last but not least, Rob Arbiter. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API. Now from the Nowcast Network Studios, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to the Audio Nowcast. My name is Mike Rodriguez. And before we get going, let me introduce the guys over here on my right. We've got the one and only Mr. Martin P. Thank you. Thank you. It is me. It is me. Next to him, I'm we, here. We have Mr. Scott Gershon. Hello. Next to him, we've got the one and only Bobby Osinski. Uh, and across the table for him, we've got Mr. Bobby Summerfield. Boo. Get him off. <laughs> and joining us once again, a voice from the past, Mr. Ken King. Yay! And next to Ken, we have Mr. Brandon Birdside. And finally, <laughs> on my left, we've got the Iron Man of the Audio Nowcast, <laughs> Mr. I Haven't Missed a Podcast in 10 Years. Everyone. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Audio Nowcast 10 year anniversary Ooh. podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my Thanks. god. 10 years. Mm. We started this in. <laughs> I tell you, that Sorry. didn't sound like what it was supposed to sound like. I can tell you what that sounded like. We had, we had pea soup for lunch. <laughs> wow. Welcome back, everybody. We started this podcast in April 2006, and in true Audio Nowcast form, we recorded it in April, but we did not post it till May. That sounds right. <laughs> Following year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've done uh, 100 and uh, this is show number 174. Right. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is all the guys that were at the very first podcast. None of us have hair anymore. <laughs> we're all here. Martin Page, Scott Gershon, Bobby Summerfield, Rob Arbiter. Yeah, we were the originals. Uh, yeah. But then along the way, we picked up some great, great talent. Bobby Osinski. Yep. And Brandon Birdside is here with us. And then Ken was one of the original um, engineers. Yeah. One of the original grunts. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we are the Hall of Famers, really. We are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to talk more on the second half about the Audio Now cast in those past 10 years. But uh, 
This is a real special show, and uh, it's going to be really kind of fun, and uh, there's going to be all kinds of cool stuff. But um, mainly, we're going to go back in time and count how many times I was right and <laughs> Rob was wrong. On, that shouldn't uh, take much time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Get that out kidding. of the way quick. <laughs> uh, but before we do that... Um, a couple things have happened. April was kind of a, a wacky month. It was, it was. Well, for some of us, was full of uh, not pleasant things, and yeah. uh, for others of us, it was full of uh, joy yeah. and joy. <laughs> Martin, joy, just, just joy. <laughs> you're Celebration. Looking, of you're life. looking good, Martin. Yeah, thank you, May. Seriously, I, I feel good. In ten years, you're, you're actually looking good. better now. Yeah, I feel good. Thank oh. you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It just means you look like shit. (laughs) 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 I didn't know how to take that for a bit. (laughs) No, you should take it that way. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, April was kind of weird. Originally, this podcast was we're going to do something else. But um, I actually was in the hospital for about five days um, through some some things that happened. Everything's fine now. I'm all good. But the third arm looks great. great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The extension. Um, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was a little. That was well, a little the, weird. We, we were going to celebrate at Bobby's house, I thought. And, uh, we were a barbecue and yeah. and I got evicted because I couldn't pay the rent. Ah, oh, okay. Music yeah, yeah, otherwise we'd have been yeah. there. Okay, mate. Yeah. Some of us had it tough yeah. this year. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't work in them, Bob. Uh, no, I haven't for oh, a long okay. time. Yeah. It's good you're here, though. Yeah, exactly. It's good. <laughs> I, actually, he pays me five bucks an hour to come and do this while I'm here. No. <laughs> you know, we all care for you. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. It's, it's, it's killing me. <laughs> There's a routine we haven't heard for her in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Paige but for a year. I yeah. know. It's yeah. been a while. In the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go any farther, mate. <laughs> Just keep it, keep it there. Keep it there. On your nowcast after dark. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, so April's kind of weird. But we did, you know, I ended up, you know, things that happened at the beginning of the month and actually ended up going to NAB and had a great time with Scott. Scott was there. Yeah, it was a great time. We, uh, we got to see a, a, a Cirque. Cirque show, which yeah. was amazing. It was a great show. Um, and it was the last uh, week. Yeah. Of the that, last couple of days of that show. Of that show. Which show was it? Zarkana. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was actually really good. It was a great, great, very uh, um, steampunk. Yep. Nice. And and then there was uh, and then obviously and then Rob, you got sick for a little bit there. I did. You well, did. I spent a few weeks over in Asia and caught something unpleasant. Mm. Oh. I'm glad you sat over there. Yeah. Well, no, I, I caught it when I got back, so oh, I was fine while I was there, and then I got back here and was in bed for two weeks. Can you say what that terrible disease was? I have no idea. Oh, but one of the places I was was Hong Kong, which is the, don't drink the inventor of the flu. Yeah. And so it was some kind of crazy Hong Kong flu thing. Or mm-hmm. So not STDs, nothing like that. No, yeah, not that uh, I know of. No. <laughs> <laughs> so all that to say, yeah, it was a long, uh, weird path, but we're doing our 10-year anniversary show yes, one way or the other. Do you know, you know it's all we're talking about for 10 years is health. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We t- listen as yeah, yeah. as we're getting older sure. and no one's getting younger. Health is more and more important, especially in the lives that we all lead. Yeah. You know, working in the audio industry. I mean, let's just get this out of the way. It's not the healthiest lifestyle. It so, really so isn't. we used to be talking about iPads. And That's right. Now, and now, now, now we're, we're talking, talking about, about how many footsteps we're taking a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. cholesterol, sleep yeah, apnea. Yeah, but yeah. you know what, though, it's as as I was in the hospital. You know, you, you think about a lot of things like that. And I'm going to tell you about the tech that I used in the hospital, too, which was amazing. So did you record it when you were there? But, I saw uh, there were the one or not. No. No. <laughs> you know. No, because I was on drugs. But 
I will you say. should have recorded it. <laughs> wow. Well, 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 the best recorders yeah. have drugs. No, but <laughs> you're up, man. Look, if there's anything I want to just tell people is, you know, don't neglect your health because when you when you work hard at something, um, as we all do, and you get really myopic in your your vision and you only see one thing, um, sometimes you like. You let your health go and you let certain things go. And you know what? There's no free pass. There's no free pass and either pay now or pay later. So it's it's just a good wake-up call and that's one thing I just want to preach to everybody now. It's like develop healthy studio habits, healthy uh, post habits. We all are going to do the all-nighters. We all are going to do the the late nights but you know, just make wise decisions. And, and when you're young – just develop a pattern because it will catch up to you when you get older. That's enough of the uh, <laughs> health part of this. I will tell you though, speaking of uh, audio nowcasts, I had my iPad Pro in the hospital and that was a godsend. It was awesome because there was – I mean I could write on it. I, I could watch video on it. it it's amazing. It? It's amazing how how functional and you know, back in – 2007, when we did our, our podcast. Because when the doctors don't tell you what you got, you can study it. Look oh, it up. Oh, and go, oh, my God. I got no, much worse than totally. the doctors say. No, it's, it's so I'm true. Yeah. I was doing my homework in there. I was. I shouldn't be on this, this drug. Yeah. All this information that I had yeah. at my disposal. And you could yelp your doctor as well and see what star ratings won. <laughs> no, I, I didn't do that. But that's <laughs> He's a, operating on it the next day. That's, that's, that's a great idea. But, but seriously. The, I'd say half. The uh, the uh, iPad. It's. I mean, the future's here, gang. It's like here. I was sitting. I could FaceTime. I could watch video all on this little tablet, and I could write, and I could work, and I could mix. I, I could even purchase things. I mean, I bought a couple plugins <laughs> while I was there. I was like, oh, I'm going to work on this mix. So I bought some plugins. Um, some. You worked in there for a rest. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This stuff is restful for me. When I when I get when I get stressed or when I'm under a, a load, sometimes I like to be creative. So you must be dangerous with like Zappos or something. <laughs> no, no, not, you're not a shoe guy. No, shoe. no, just no. plugins, huh? Why'd you say? Because he's wearing high heels tonight. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no pops look good on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 just I was just in awe, and you have a lot of time to think, and and just how using this technology, how far we've come. Um, the future is now. You know, the future doesn't come in with a big, you know, I'm here, fanfare. The future kind of sneaks up on you, and next thing you know it, you're, you're FaceTiming from a, you know, a hospital room. And it's just – technology is just amazing. And iPad Pro was just way amazing. Well, they've now got a procedure that they're working on that will have people that have hearing loss. They can get their hearing back. What was that? Well, hey. That's important. Hey. No, I mean, actually, everybody in our business, especially the people that grew up in the 80s, Bobby. What? <laughs> um, I can't hear if you face the other way. He's trying to read your lips. You have to, you have to face him. No, it's, it's fascinating. I saw an article on that not long ago that they think they've got something that, for all the baby, baby boom rock and rollers. Yeah. They can I actually. Think, I think the baby boom rock and rollers are quite happy to lose their hearing because they're on the radio these days. Like, oh, can't hear it. it sounds I, great. You know, between that and some of the stuff they're doing with sight and stuff, it's amazing all this technology yeah, and how it's pretty. helping people. But, um, but anyhow, we're we're going to move on from there. But one thing that happened while I was was there is I realized what a great tool tablets have become for creativity. You know, and and especially, I tell you, audio units and with. Uh, sequencers like ModStep and some of the other programs that are out there, 
It's phenomenal. The guy in there's the bed phenomenal. next to you just must have loved you. Going, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no. Shut headphones. <laughs> headphones. But actually, funny story. I, oh, I, and knew, like, I knew the guy next to me. You did? It was crazy. Yeah, I knew the guy next to me because um, his sister was really good friends with my sister. And through this, it was really weird to find how we knew everybody. And, and when she came in to visit him, it was crazy. But all that to say is... Uh, <clears throat> so your sister yeah. came in to visit him. Um, but that that was just you know that's one of the things that i I look back on and and see in 10 years you know the big change and man tablets if you think about what a hospital stay was like 10 years ago to where it is right now it's just kind of like plateaued and now starting to go down no and we'll keep talking about that on the Mm -hmm. on the next part but i wanted to move on from that so after that we go through that then we went to uh to NAB and how many guys were able to make it to NAB this year? I know uh, I was there. I know Bobby was there actually. Yeah, we had lunch together. And, I think Bobby and kind of walked Bobby, through the, the convention on the way to the bar. That's basically it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Staggers with the whip convention. Yes. Um, Bobby Osinski, you were you were there, right? You were there. You were there the day I left, and um, me and Scott hung out, and that was kind of fun. We went, like I said, saw the show, but. Really quick, I wanted to talk about NAB. First of all, NAB was really cool for video. 8K video is amazing. I mean, it's like it's like looking at a moving picture. It, it's really amazing. VR stuff that they're doing on the software side is great. Visually, things like that, some of the cameras. VR stuff that they're doing on the audio is just a desert waste. Well, I will say, though, before we say that, is um, I spend a lot of time on the audio, especially in multi-channel. They have two sound bars out. Yep. Fraunhofer has one yep. and Dolby. And Fraunhofer, even though they don't manufacture hardware, had a very, very convincing Atmos soundbar where it was a big opera. I mean, they did lots of stuff with crowds. Right. But you heard the reverb of in a giant church behind you. And uh, they were bouncing around. And it was one of these little portable rooms. Right. And it actually sounded pretty punchy, pretty decent. They had a sub with it and... And uh, Dolby's was was okay. I mean, you never know what the content is, and and you don't know exactly the components. But Fraunhofer was showing something convincingly, and and so was Dolby. Well, the delivery is there. I mean, the delivery systems, like the the um, ceiling mounted fired speakers, things like that. The delivery systems are there. But when I'm when I'm talking about immersive, and I'm talking more VR, and I'm talking about tools for guys who are going to mix for like the Oculus and the Vive and the Gear VR and things like that. It's still, um, it's still, it's still open, man. There's you, just plenty of rooms for innovation. Especially I will say for though video. that I think it depends on the viewpoint. I'm going to just counter this for a second because you're looking at a linear, you're l- listening and looking as an audio linear guy, audio linear guy. But if you look at Weiss, FMOD, Unity, I'm looking and, at. And you're Unreal, absolutely right. Gaming, there's amazing. No, no, gaming about, about stuff going on. You're absolutely right. Gaming stuff uh, using those are are. Leap years ahead of video. I'm, I'm speaking of gear VR. I'm speaking of what I'm talking about is post production in 360 video. Um, 360 video. Anything that that you're going to find on YouTube 360. Anything that you're going to find where you don't need a, a game engine to play it back. The tools are lacking big time. And 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 people aren't um, just from the fact that right now you still can't play back a 360 video in your headset in sync to your DAW of choice. No one has that technology I mean, yet. Dolby's the closest one that has 360 video that has it where you can do it. 
But, you know, when you look at Two Big Ears and you look at some of the other groups, the, no, you know, Two Big Ears is still object-oriented and Dolby's not. But I think the VR experience for just doing, you know, I, look, I showed a VR project that I did called Giant. They won a bunch of awards. And we did a 360 video and it was okay. Um, but I think where VR is going is uh, user-based sound emitters where it's not just – like a, a five one in headphones. Right. It's now as you move around, because that's where, like, when I saw the Paul McCartney piece, yeah. you know, there's so many ways. So if you if you put sound emitters, you can put one to each band member, and then choose how much or how little you want those changes to be to create a very interesting and compelling uh, audio experience in VR. Right, and in, in like I said, anything that requires an engine, like Unreal Engine and things that, like that. But that's the new Pro Tools. Like, it's like if everyone's waiting for Pro Tools to come into VR, they're not. We just have to learn new technology. No, we don't. As a matter of fact, the reason why I'm going to counter on that one, Scott, yeah. is because I talked to a DAW manufacturer, and they're working on that right now. And they told me I, I'm not going to say anything, obviously, but um, but that's coming, which was my next point, is it's coming. And and all this to say is is – Mixing techniques are going to change. You're going to see people mixing differently. I looked at tons of demos and you could tell some of the demos were mixed in a giant 5.1 space because it sounds like they're mixed in a giant 5.1 space. And, and some of the best stuff that I heard was really small, really intimate, and, and the sound was like – in you, it's, it was in your head, and I think those you just got to look at things a little different. But NAB showed me that there's a big hole right now for for 360 video. There's a good place for people to find their niche in in how they want to do it. So if you're looking to carve a career in audio and you want to set yourself apart, that's a good place to start looking. You know, now how much it's going to um, catch on and where we're going to go from here, I, I don't know. Because you see a lot of demos, but you're wondering about a lot of content. Although I did hear Scott's piece that uh, that he worked on, Giant. A lot of people were talking about that. And then there's games like Climb and things like that that are really getting a lot of good buzz. But but um, that was NAB for me. That's that's one of the things I, I, I took away from that. Bobby, really quick, did you – what did you think about NAB? Did you see anything um, audio-related that you wanted to talk about? Well, the big thing that's – I haven't been to NAB in five, six years, and there used to be a, a full haul of audio gear, and that isn't the case anymore. There are very few audio manufacturers there, and they're all spread out. Well, if there were a gathering, it was more in the center hall now, but there are very few of them. So uh, that struck me more than anything, where there, there, it was weekly attended for audio manufacturers. Scott, what about you? Did you see anything um, audio-wise that um – Lit your fire? Oh, wait a second. There, there was something. The SSL Model T. What was that? It's a car. It's a, uh, a new console specifically for broadcast, uh, but it goes to another level. It, it's, it's the best I could say about it. It just looks different. It feels different. And it's uh, every digital console you've ever thought about only or you ever saw only on steroids. No. Yeah, it, it, it's meant for a huge facility. That's cool. Yeah, I looked at it too. It's lovely. Yeah. I saw it. I didn't really dig into it because it's when I saw all those channels. To me, that's just a pipe dream. <laughs> I mean, I would never. It, it's but meant it for cool. a yeah. big facility, and it's also meant to have um, different consoles, different workstations, control surfaces, right around a center 
console hub. Oh, that's cool. And a redundant hub at that. So and SSL? SSL, yeah. Interesting. Scott, what about I, you? Did you see anything? Yeah, I mean, you know what I thought was interesting is yeah, what I enjoyed mostly with the private meetings and seeing everybody. It feels like all the audio people are at the gate trying to figure out. They're not showing, but they're talking, and they're trying to figure it out. So the 3D audio is a big, a big deal. Again, I spent a lot of time with Fraunhofer. I'm trying to think who I can talk about who I saw. A lot of people are coming up with a lot of very interesting and compelling ways of, of changing audio. Um, yes, everyone's looking at Pro Tools, but when you talk about VR, I mean, VR 360 is such a small sliver of the VR experience that it's like cassettes were to music. It's there, it's easy accessible. But it's not where it's all going to go. It'll go to a track, sorry. And uh, but no, I think there's a lot more fascinating new. I mean, the Japanese company had a 22.2 VR playback system. Oh, it was NHK. NHK, yeah. And what they did, which is fascinating, and it was hard to hear it there at the uh, at the conference because it was so loud. But what they did is they took a TV that must have looked like an 80 inch. And they put speakers all the way around it, like a frame. Because they said, where are they? And they said, they're in the TV. And I said, where? (laughs) And they're all the way around it. And they're doing this whole high math concept to be able to do a binaural ambusonic playback using 22 speakers. So again, it's kind of fun. I remember the days of IMAX where people were all trying to find out new video formats and new theater formats. And it was exciting times. I think there's a lot of very innovative ways um, that people are trying to explore to create um, 3D audio. I hate, kind of hate the term of it because it, it depends on how you use it. But I think that it's fascinating because one of the things that I think was important was Nokia was showing a new camera. And that wasn't really the part of it. But what they were doing is they set up a stage, which was basically a rock concert. And some of them were amazing artists. And they kept putting it in there. The concept now is instead of always going to the concert, there you could put on VR goggles and they're going to sell the crap out of the concert tickets. So it's a very fascinating way that you can be online, be in the audience, be in the third row, not all the way in the back in Hollywood Bowl where you're getting these like three-second delays. Yeah. So now you could pay 50 bucks, yeah. put on the goggles, and you're there. And the question now is, how's that going to work? How does the mix? And where do you want to be? Some of it's gimmicky, but I think we're on the verge of what I believe is an audio renaissance, um, where I believe that we're going to look at audio. And maybe everyone's used to mono and stereo, but I think the young kids are going to grow up never understanding stereo, but they're going to understand uh, submer- immersive audio. And that's where I think we're on the brink of something big. But, but it's that's, the same thing for pictures, that's too. That's a great point. Absolutely. It, what you're going to see, in, instead of the fast MTV cuts, you can't do that now. No, it makes so, you sick. As a matter of fact, I, I forget which demo it was. might have been Nokia, where they were saying the Alfred Hitchcock style. Yes. Which means you're it's, letting a, a scene develop before you actually cut to a different We, we used to call it theater. theater. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now you're in the orchestra pit. Now that's that's pretty awesome. I think you're right. I think it's gonna. I think a generation of kids now are gonna grow up and and it's gonna have a totally different experience. Much like with us, we don't know mono like some you know 
older people do where you, all they had was mono, you know, Phil Spector back in the day. And then, you know, I grew up in stereo. So it's it's definitely going to be a different experience. Bobby, really quick, before we uh, end this interview. Did you soccer, Bobby. It'll be soccer. Did you see... Uh, Soccer, soccer. Did you see soccer, anything soccer. that any B you want to talk about or um, any lack I mean, of? Not really. I mean, I didn't see, as Bobby says, um, the audio side of things have really dried up a lot. I, I went there because for music library, I have a music library and I go and see the, the sub-publishers and everything. And that's also dried up a lot, meaning to say that there's not as many people in there. So the whole place. Yeah, you didn't see a lot of those music people. You saw some, some. but not. There used to be like a big section yeah, for all yeah. those people. And, Which and then, was interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, one of the interesting things I, I went to see is a friend of mine, Willie Wilcox, who's a he used to be the drummer for Utopia. Oh, I know, I know Willie. You know yeah. Willie, yeah. And I hadn't seen great. him for years. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. Um, but he got out of the music industry as a drummer, and he now works for a company's head dude there, uh, or the music department for Scientific Entertainment. I think it's called, which is essentially Bally's Entertainment. And in a nutshell, I went to the, 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 the manufacturing place and the whole big factory and everything, and he sat me down. Um, one, one of the things we sat down and we listened to all the multi-tracks of uh, big artists that they have to uh, remix to put on their, their one-armed band. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wow. sat there and I just listened to all the multi-tracks of all the Michael Jackson stuff. I was soloing all the tracks and having a good old time. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's but, awesome. But, the interesting, but the interesting is a technical question, um, point behind it all. The interesting thing is that the, uh, the, the one-armed band is getting quite complicated now where the chair you sit on has multiple speakers in it, five speakers, a sub-bass, a rattler, speakers behind your ears. They've got two speakers here and they've got speakers up the sides of the monitors now. Yeah. And they concave the monitor so it becomes a parabolic reflector. So they try and place all this audio over all over the place in, in, in a noisy environment. Sure. And it, uh, you know, the, the scientific proof is that people sit and waste money gambling more when they dig the songs that they're playing. And if it's a, it's a themed artist themed uh, one armed bandit, <laughs> which was you know you know uh, you know Michael Jackson in that case, Elton John, uh, ZZ Top, ZZ Top. Yeah. Hey, I won thirty five bucks off the ZZ Top well, machine. That, I've got a picture on that machine. <laughs> and I was doing pennies. <laughs> yeah, but you, it was at music, right? Oh yeah, right? and it sounded good, right? Yeah. In, the, in the sweet spot. On the oh chair, yeah, no, it was good. the the whole reason. The reason why I played the machine is because my son likes ZZ Top and, and I was walking through and I was like, oh, I got to play this for my son so I can tell him, hey, I played the ZZ Top machine. So I put in five bucks and and I don't know what I did, right? Because slot machines now are, are just this immersive audio visual experience. But something happened and it started going and I got 35 bucks. So I was like, wow. Woo! There you go. Yeah. That's brilliant. That was yeah, good. So that, that, that was a, I mean, that was a – uh, 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 I suppose integrated uh, music. It was. It was a show. Uh, Those those things are shows. I mean, you do stuff and you have this and yeah, power slides and you know, and then and then they start a music video and it's spinning. As I mean. So a lot of technology you can goes see, on in those things. If you're really, Maybe. if you're like this big fan, and you, you know, you you can see how the audio is is just bringing you in. It's, oh, yeah. a, it's a show. It's an excitement. It's more than just reels going up and down. Very interesting. So. Interesting thing is they're using uh, side bar but they're using they've been using pro tools to mix their stuff in but because of them lacking a gaming engine new endo Seinberg has, has got three gaming engines embedded in new endo now and wow yeah and they're, and they're actually new endo is amazing they're actually starting to catch on to this gaming yeah uh, this whole gaming um, audio uh, and whatever and it's interesting for willie he, he was not aware of it either and uh, so it's just interesting to see how um new technologies are required with new musical requirements and how different companies I think will start to shine more more so than maybe the older companies it's going to be all new little yeah, yeah. people you know with you you know talking about the 3D audio or you know 
surround audio, I guess we want to call it these days. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. And uh, that, to me, is is what's cool about shows like that. It's not necessarily what you see at the show. It's who you meet and where you find right. out. And Because when you were telling me about this, you know... Um, <clears throat> Really? Yeah, were you telling me? Hooker? <laughs> well, there's a couple of those too. So you told me yeah. about yeah. <laughs> Show the pictures of that too. But uh, the audio technology. And let me tell you, um, Scott and I got to see Zarkana, and the audio in that place was phenomenal. Who's she? Who's she? Zarkana. That was a show. It's a show. Oh, God. What, what, what happens in L- uh, Las Vegas, Susan? Oh, okay. It was, it what was happens a, in Las Vegas gets on Facebook 10 minutes later. That's true. The production was so amazing, though. Just, I mean, it's so flawless. And, and with the automated boards and the way they have all these cues coming in and out, the sound effects and things like that, it's technology, even, even in the past 10 years, you know, show technology is, is amazing. I mean, the video screens that, that can outline the scrim of a stage yeah. that had a resolution of HD so you don't see any pixels, and then it interacts with what's going on on the stage. And no spill, which is amazing. Part. Yeah, and no spill. It's just, I mean, those guys know how to do show technology. You know, something very similar to that. Uh, today, I received a catalog in the mail from BSW, and they're a broadcast supply house. So I started to pan through it, and as I'm looking through, I'm th- it's dawning on me. I don't know any of this technology. It's all broadcast stuff. Completely different. Com- a thousand miles away from yeah. the last time I looked at it. It's yeah. just so, so different. Yeah. So it just goes. And, and same thing in sound reinforcement. You look at what used to be easy in the analog world. Yeah. Now you look at it and you go, that's that? that's true, especially with these smart active speaker systems, yeah. right? That that you can EQ the whole array smartly, like like it it all. It's not just one speaker doing it; it all kind of reacts together. I mean, the technology that they have, and the the boxes are getting smaller, but they're getting louder. And yeah, but they still you, don't sound, you know? sound as good as the old uh, uh, horn loaded boxes. <laughs> Front loaded, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I don't know, but all I know is they're getting smaller and getting louder. I, I went to uh, the weekend after NAB. I went back to Vegas to see uh, Dave Guetta. He's a DJ right. in, in, in this club. And they had, they had uh, a couple of thousand people in this club. But it was a massive club. And they, the, the sound reinforcement was really good because it was well covered everywhere. It was pretty loud everywhere. But it wasn't – there was like a really well covered uh, – you know, somebody had done their homework really well. It wasn't any dead areas and pretty good. So – and all the speakers were pretty small, except, you know, obviously the sub-bass were pretty massive. But I think it's a huge thing. It's like, uh, there were a couple of events that I've got coming up myself that I'm so tired of people grabbing a small amount of speakers and cranking them. Yeah, and they overdrive it, and then you can't hear, and the 3K is too loud, and it's just obnoxious. I'd rather have way more speakers played lower. Absolutely. And so you get the fidelity, you get the punch. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you, you know, lots of times I used to be a front house mixer, and lots of our problems, yeah, our problems, but the, the problem mixing live when you're in an acoustic, in a rough environment, let's just say, you've got to try and beat the first reflection, right? So yeah. you've got to crank it loud <clears throat> enough, to, you know, above at least six or nine dB above the really loud first reflection. So the rooms, you know, you know, if the room is not good, you, you, you bug it even with uh, small speakers, you've got to get them close to the ears. That's it. One, one of the great things about Las Vegas is the fact that they pay so much attention to all aspects of creating your environment that audio actually plays a big part of it. And for instance, we walked down to the Wynn Hotel. And if you go on into the Wynn, it's such a, an elegant hotel. 
But the waterfall and the way you hear it and the way when you're walking down some of the paths and some of the nature sounds mixed, I mean, it's, it's a totally different environment. And you may be only, you know, 20 yards from the street and all of a sudden you're in this totally different environment that sounds differently, that, that just is different. And you start to notice when you go through the casinos and things like that. I mean, environmental audio is another thing that's technology is just taking it to another place and it's just it's it's really cool i mean there's a lot of things besides just music and even tv that that audio is really you know. strange you say that at my where i live in sherman oaks in los angeles it's quite busy it's in a densely populated area and i've got people with kids who make a noise all the time around me so i've i've got um 36 speakers outside, small speakers, and, and a couple of big speakers, and 22 speakers in the house. And I've got environmental audio going on all the time, where I've got white noise masking to stop, you know, noises. <laughs> I've got um, crickets. I've got, I've got, I've got, um, you know. Uh, but you love kids, right? I Are do you? love children. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think everyone should eat one now. <laughs> Wait, Bob, are, you, are you the grumpy old man of the neighborhood? No, I'm, not, I'm very happy. I'm like, mm. no, but it's actually interesting. You say Electric fans and all, you know. It makes, it makes, I have people come over and stay at my house and they go, well, I slept so well. Why, it's so quiet in this neighborhood. And I go, it's not really. Let me turn this down. You turn down the white noise. So, yeah, environmental audio is massive that's awesome well hey listen that's our nab we took care of some of this tech stuff on front we're going to take a break right now and when we come back we're going to talk about the podcast we're going to talk about these past 10 years we're going to talk about where the heck martin's been for (laughs) for a a while not in hospital like you (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah so it's going to be really fun so uh we'll see you on the other side Listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and Westwave Audio. Have a question for the panel? Would you like to be a guest on the Audio Nowcast and live in the LA area? Email us at audio at nowcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back to the Audio Nowcast. And uh, before the break, we were talking about NAB and trying to keep Martin awake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as soon as Bob talked about the uh, late hours with the people he was hiring, (laughs) I thought, "Mm, this is interesting. That's interesting. interesting. You like the poll stories. Now, I want to talk about in the second half, we're going to talk about the podcast. We started off in in 2006, and I'll give a quick overview. Originally... um, the podcast started when I talked to Rob and uh, I was like, hey, Rob, I'm thinking about uh, opening up a, a little retail thing. I was going to um, sell API gear and uh, I want to do a podcast on the audio industry. And he was like, he was in, man. There was no hesitation. And I said, it's kind of just like we do when we go to the NAM show where we talk you know, around a table and stuff. And we always talk gear. And, and me and Rob had been doing that for at least – Five years prior, right? We'd every NAM show we'd get together with Larry, um, the owner of API, and we'd go go out to dinner with his wife, and and we we talk, and um, and so then I talked to Rob, and then I talked to Martin, and I told him about the podcast, and um, and when you told me how much you were going to pay me to do, it, I thought yeah, <laughs> it's worth it, he said it's worth it, in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. Martin came on board. He was he was his number two. Rob brought Scott. Rob goes, well, I have a friend Scott who'd who'd 
be perfect for this. And so Scott came on board, and then Martin brought Bobby. That's when everything dropped. Uh, and yeah. I just I just met Bobby, and so we did the first podcast, and that was uh, if you want if you want to be entertained, listen to the first podcast because let me just tell you, I was. Scared spitless on that first podcast. <laughs> the hardest thing in the world was after putting it all together, and then then we started, and everybody looked at me, and I'm like, "Oh, I guess I got to start talking." <laughs> <laughs> I have a new appreciation for talk radio. Uh, how those guys do it for hours and hours mm-hmm. every single day, I don't know. And then uh, along the way, we got um, Ken came started to help us out, and yeah. he was good. And Ken. Man, Ken's a success story. Ken runs his own sound company now, Sound Brigade. He's That's done right. about um, right. Thank you. He's done about sixty <clears throat> movies, right? I mean, he's Please. done you know <laughs> lifetime <laughs> movies, things like that. Thanks, and, guys. Guys. and then uh, it's been a journey. <laughs> and then years. I I changed yeah. places and I and I met Brandon and I asked Brandon to come yeah. to come in and, and join us. And Brandon was a sound effects genius, and that guy can create a hit like nobody else. I mean, seriously. Mad Max trailer. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. The big hits, Brandon. And then we <clears throat> got Bobby on board, Bobby Osinski. And man, talk about a wealth of knowledge. Talk about a coup. We right needed there. to lift up the intelligence level, <laughs> That's didn't we? That's right. You know. <laughs> and along the way, we had like, you know, Bill Burgess, who, who moved to Austin, and then oh, Forrest, who started working a lot. And then um, Andrew Sheps, he joined us. Podcast number and five, Diego. and then Diego joined us, and uh, we've had a really good forest, a good panel, a good eclectic group of people who are on the panel who've done some really great stuff, and that's one of the the best things I love about this podcast is I've just learned a ton of stuff from from everybody around here. But and we've been we need together. to give a shout out to Hez too. Don't forget Hez. Hez, yeah, yeah Hez was with us for a little bit, and. Uh, yeah, it was tons of tons of people have, have helped us on this podcast. Um, but really quick, I, I want to I want us to to go back ten years, and even for the guys who weren't with us at ten years, think about technology in ten years. I want to just ask everybody: past ten years, what's been the biggest surprise in audio that that you've had? Is it a technology that you're using now, or or you know something new or a new process? I mean, what's surprised you the most about what's evolved over the past ten years? Um, I'm gonna start with you. Oh Martin. God, why me? I'm the songwriter here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah. you've been songwriting, and you know, it, I'm still dealing with Pro Tools, digital. You know, I'm still that's still big time to me. That I'm an I'm an analog man. So you're talking to somebody who still sits in front of Pro Tools and goes, "My God, this is moving at a pace." And uh, I think you know, and recently by upgrading and you helped me with the studio mic it's been the um the quality of the uh, the plugins recently you know the um I, the abbey road plugins which we recently got a hold of i was pretty amazed sonically how everything had got better from the early days of digital work so you know um even you know playing with the the omnispheres and stuff i just think that the digital has got better and better and better so for me it's just been uh, this last year when we upgraded again sonically it got nearer to what I used to always love about analog recording. That's what I've noticed recently. Probably that's my big thing in the last 10 well, years. I will tell you this. Mm. Martin went from Pro Tools 6, 7 to 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still dizzy. <laughs> he jumped. Still funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, everything was new and, and different. But um, I'll tell you one thing that I noticed about your workflow is – your use of synths and your sounds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. sounds over the past mm. ten years have definitely 
broadened by some of the, the new it, it, I think now. it's difficult for, for someone. I mean, I think you guys here that ought to do more with the, the technology. For me, as a songwriter, it's just been... I've just been clawing myself nearer to the way I used to always work with, with in an analog system because I, I was doing that for 30 years. And I found it in the last couple of years, um, the nearest it's been. I would still... You know, like Bobby, I'd still drop back and say I love the sound of tape. But these recent, um, uh, I still, you know, and I'm one of the lucky ones that's still linking up the old synthesizers as Bobby is to this, you know, digital format. So I'm working in two worlds. Um, but I was never happy, really, in the digital format until maybe this last year. I've sort of mastered some things well and thought this is the nearest I've ever got to it. So it just seems to be getting better. You know, I'm all, I, I've got a. Um, a bit of a down vibe about using anything that's virtual and yet sonically I'm beginning to listen to things from the past and what's being done now and I'm saying we're damn near if not on it you know and it's probably my own um, judgment of it that's making me not hear it like I would love to hear analog but you know it's it's the best it's ever been really for me I tell you I definitely see some inspiration coming in different directions especially Mm -hmm. some of the newer stuff that you're, you're working on where you listen to that and you're like whoa yeah, my songs have gone past 67 beats per minute. <laughs> Move the tempo up slightly. I'm very positive about this. I might be hitting 100 in the next year. Might get the groove he's, he's going. The yeah, now. building up. You're rapping in the verses now. No more singing, right? Yeah, I, I do, I, that's all <laughs> I do. Right? Yeah, yeah. hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Scott, what about you? Last ten years. Last What's ten one, years. one thing. Think of one thing. Well, I mean, uh, similar to what you said is that uh, you know I don't know if it's 10 years or maybe 15 years, but. You know, I remember there was outboard gear and synchronizers and multiple tape machines and multiple video formats and three-quarter inch and, and half inch and VHS. And, and, and I'd say all these times you had problems about incompatibility issues and why is it syncing and how much pre-roll you need. And, you know, God, I wish I had more LA-2As or more outboard gear and, and patch bays and all of those things because I still kind of have them. And so I have like two studios that I work in and I kind of look at it and some of the stuff I haven't turned on in maybe 10 years, uh, you know, over a long time, you just go, I just don't need it. Um, and I think how much like automation you were like, man, the faders are great, but God, I wish I can automate my Eventide mm-hmm. or my Lexicon. And, and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you have UAD and, and you just go, Brick, there it is. Brick, and all of a sudden you can recall stuff. And I know for me, just the whole workflow has changed where in post, you know, I've been doing all my stuff for the last four years in the box. And I, the idea of redoing something, you do a temp and you make it better and then the editors make it better and the mixers make it better. And everything gets faster and actually sounds better quicker. So you can actually start working on the detail that you may not have had that time to do. And uh, just the workflow, the pace... And the automation of everything and anything you can think of. That's cool. Bobby Osinski, last 10 years. I think what's interesting is it's very difficult to get a bad piece of gear anymore, regardless of the price. The cheapest microphone, the cheapest just about anything, is far better than some of the mid or even high line, high high. Uh, cost product from years ago. And this goes to musical instruments as well. It's very difficult to get a bad musical instrument anymore. It it may not be great or spectacular, but I can remember when I was growing up, and probably for all you guys, you go and you look at the the cheap 
inexpensive guitars that were unplayable. And now, for the same amount of money, you get something that's damn good. So, just about everything is is better than it ever was, and cheaper than it ever was. And it amazes me still. Some of the the microphones, the quality of microphones, and transducers, and transducers. Yeah, it's just amazing. We're living in a golden age in many ways, and we overlook it. Yeah. Um. Before we move on, I'm just going to August 8th, 2008, episode 52. Um, oh, I know that one. One of the things we talked yeah, about. I remember, was, that. I remember that very well. One of the things we talked about was uh, Giga Studio Goes Away. How many people remember the Giga Sampler or Giga oh, Studio? Yeah, I'll go one for side. Also, podcast number five was the first podcast with Andrew Sheps. And uh, just looking, I'm looking at our archive, and uh, podcast number 14 was uh, our good friend Greg Ando, was when he made his first ah, appearance. Yes. So, Steinberg, yes, yeah. So, also, him in NAB. Yeah. Oh, was he there? Yeah, he was doing a, he was doing a, a, a demo. And Bobby, how about you? Last 10 years. Um, well, I, I, everybody's Anything? covered. You know, most people are covering it. And I mean, the alcohol's we, gotten better, right? <laughs> the alcohol's got better. Beer for sure. I don't know. Yeah, no, much better. Yeah, cheaper alcohol. Um, no, I think uh, <laughs> um, hard drives are stunning right now. I that's mean, a good one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great one. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, and 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 hardware is. I mean, computer hardware is. It's amazing. I do, um, a, you know, quite complicated work on my laptop when I'm away. You know, I have a laptop and two Mac Minis, and I network them together, and I, I can do a lot of stuff on it. You know, really, which is amazing. Um, ten years ago, I couldn't be able, to, I wouldn't be able to do that. The work I'm doing on those with five computers. So um, I think, I think the hardware's got a lot better. I think, uh, you know, as Pagey says, the processors, uh, the plugins have got much better. They have got much better. Um, unfortunately, no one's got the chaos right yet. There's, there's no, there's not that. Um, there's not the magic, the beauty of, of the chaos going on in computers yet. Uh, hopefully, they're going to start doing something more. That's like a good that, point. You know, just, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. For, for older dudes like m- myself, mm. and well, actually, we're all in the sort of same age, mm. but they're all like the pop world of, you know. Um, but um, yeah, it is much better than it, it was 10 years ago, definitely. Ken Kane, Mr. Ken Kane. Uh, I agree with everybody. Um, oh. <laughs> with everybody, no. For me, you know, having my business, things have become a lot cheaper. I buy a lot of used gear, so I was able to get a, a D control. I have my HD system. You know, I'm kind of living in the past a little bit. It's all working for me, and everything's getting cheaper, better. You can work on the road. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> Brandon. Really awesome. I wish I had something new and I know, I was going to say ditto, ditto. Make right? it up, make it up. But um, it's, yeah, just what's amazed me as well is uh, as the, as everyone said, as the prices come down and the quality has gone up, it's enabled, it's sort of removed this cost prohibitive, you know, uh, barrier to younger people trying to get into it who have no money and are trying to, you know, can't afford these big consoles and all this gear. Now you can, you know, buy a few plugins and you're on, on the way. So that's that's been an amazing thing in the last ten years. How about you, Rob? Well, I have to co-sign Bobby's thing about hard drive and storage. I mean, I have in my uh, laptop here. I've got a two terabyte solid state drive. Um, really that, quick, I'm going to interrupt you just yeah. so you know. If you look at the archives, we had NASA scientists talking about storage on one of our podcasts. Keep that is on. so true. Well, aren't you Mr. Archive Guy? There you go. I'm just going to be talking about archive. <laughs> but I'd Mike. say <laughs> I'd have to say though. 
overall for the last 10 years, if I had to sum it up, I think that it is amazing how much better the technology is and how much less clients want to pay you to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> That's profound. You know? yeah. I mean, I look back at what, what I was doing uh, 10 years ago, and you just played back a little bit of that first podcast for us. And I mean, the budgets for some of that work are down by 90 to 95%. percent mm-hmm. You know, so I'm glad I got the chance to do it back then when the budgets were great, but it's a very different landscape mm-hmm. now. Uh, just a little, uh, a little, another blurb from the past uh, podcast. There should be a little sprinkly sound every time you come up with I one of these nuggets. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this nugget. <laughs> Audio Nightcast, December 15th, episode 59, 2008. Um, I showed a picture of my netbook studio. It was an Asus N10 netbook with two gigs of RAM and a 320 gigabyte HD. Yeah. And it ran slow. (laughs) (laughs) And it was built onto the back of a riding mower and he rode it around town. (laughs) I was running Live 6 with some VST. Actually, I had a lot of VST plugins. Um, it could run uh, Atmosphere at that time from Spectrasonic. So the amazing part is a lot of them. There have been so many generations of the technology like that. Where, like right now, if you had to get that system working, you just couldn't. Yeah, you know, there's mm-hmm. just so much mm-hmm. no, you money that was just thrown down the toilet. Yeah. It's gone forever. You'll never get it going again. I, I mean, we've all been through enough generations of the technology to see that. I literally have seven a rack of seven PCs, beautifully <sighs> racked uh, Vision Door PCs that were workstations. Trying to sell them on eBay for you know yeah. ten cents, twelve cents, eleven cents. <laughs> like and, I've got, and, I, and I've got five gig <laughs> studios. I'm not lying. I've got four actually. Yeah. The one gig studio I converted into a flying faders computer for my console. <laughs> Great use. Well, let me tell you, the biggest thing that surprised me in these last ten years is the fact that, despite the numerous podcasts we've had on the subject, and despite the fact that we've talked about this company as much as we have, that Pro Tools is still the tool to get music and post done. You know, if you if you were going to say okay, you have one tool that you want to use, what would that be and you want to be employed, you'd want to use Pro but 10 Tools. 10 years from now, what yeah. would we'll be saying the same no, thing? No. I don't think so. I I I'm I'm with you. I think in 10 years it's going to be different because people are already, you know, jumping ship and you hear that, you know, Avid's, you know, not done cleaning house and things like that. But Despite the fact, how, how often since we started has we been, you know, have we been talking about this? And and they've still, you know, they're they're just they're just trucking, they're keeping, they're moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. So the stocks at a fifty-two week low today. Right? I, did did anyone bucks. pay to go to their customer thing in Vegas? <laughs> According <laughs> to them, it was sold out, and you know, they, everybody had a grand old time. But they were I'm sure selling. Both, both the attendees enjoyed it, <laughs> but they were selling for the next year, like the week when you got back. Hey, sign up for next year's. You know, you, I don't know. You but, know, they, they sacked their CFO. Yeah, yeah, and then and there's an article in ProSound. And I saw today that they've basically opened up in Poland, in Asia, Philippines, the Philippines. They can do all the programming there and outsourcing all of it and saving twenty six million dollars for the bottom line. Yeah. So they become more uh, interesting on Wall Street. I, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, I mean, I'm surprised. I really am, because there's been many times where they've come close and we've thought, oh, is this the beginning of the end? And yet they're still coming through. And you know what? 
Pro Tools 12 is a pretty darn stable version of Pro Tools. I'm having a really good time using it. I know we just got Martin's system up and running, and it's been relatively stable. And I got a demo of their collaborative stuff where you can work with people around, and it actually – it's not too bad, you know. It's it's better than the Rocket Network that they had back in the day, um, and it it works. They were showing me, and I'm like, yeah, I could see using that, you know. Okay, that so one. I keep on hearing about collaboration, and that's the next big thing. I I don't see it. I don't either. Well, it, it depends. For instance, if I'm mixing something and I need someone to cut sound effects, let's say I need Ken, yeah. and I go, Ken, hey, I just got this spot. Can you just really quick? Can you cover? Um, all the foley. Can you cut all the foley for me? You know, I can be mixing and working. He can cut it in, and then it can come into my session. And you have, you have dedicated fixed tracks, right? And that's, absolutely, that's that's where the collaboration is. Music stuff like that, you know. Yeah, you could probably just be cheaper to send them the files. They do their thing, and they send. Well, you that was stuff. always the thing. You have your drummer in Miami yeah, and yeah, your guitar right, player right. in New York. Yeah. But I think on the post side, it, it makes a it's lot of sense. Huge in post. It's it's going to be really. It's a, it's a really game good. changer because Definitely. what happens is. You've got X amount of tracks, so I don't care if it's 100 to 1,000. And people have tracks, and they're always making changes. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's going to do it? Well, then you've got to import a sound, place it back in, all this crap, and it takes forever, uh, and it disrupts the mix. Right. Now, all of a sudden, forget the session. You dedicate five tracks to Bobby, a couple of tracks to Rob, and everybody in all these different rooms. So you've got two dialogue editors, several effects editors, someone's doing Foley. Yeah. And it just starts populating on its own. And then you're like, oh, I just see it. There it is. Great. Let me mix it in. And all of a sudden, the handoff is something we've never seen before. And that's going to make it actually less expensive for people to be able to hire bigger crews to work on their projects. Because if I can get my Foley guy, if I can get my sound effects guys and they're just at home, you know – it's and you way be, more you can be off site. Yeah, you can be off site. We can be way off site as long as you have a, a fast internet. Well, I mean, okay. I now there's a big deal. The, the one thing that has changed, well, many things, but this is one of them. In ten years, studio business is uh, way different. Yeah, way different. Where and, and truth be told, it hit a lull there for a while, and it's coming back. Surprisingly enough, I tried to book time around town at some of the bigger studios. I had a hard time, believe it or not. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Th- that's but even so, there are fewer studios than ever before, and everybody has their own home studio. Everybody. Yeah. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. You're not a musician. You're not a. You're not in the business. But even big, like it's so funny you say that because even big traditional console makers, console makers are. Um, are thinking about the studio guys. I mean, when you got a product like API with the box, you know, which makes sense. I mean, that's basically a console that is made for a digital audio workstation, you know, from an analog, you know, company. I just think they know that whole trend. It's it's really, you know, Pro Tools, (laughs) who kind of started this whole crazy thing, you know, is really, you know, they're around. Their influence can be felt in all kinds of, different um, industries and in different ways and, and even product design and things like that. But you're right. I'm, studios are coming back. I'm glad to see studios coming back, but there's not a lot of them. We've lost some really great studios. I mean, think of the studios that have closed yeah. in these last 10 years for well, a while. I was in New York yesterday, right? What was it? Um, where Bowie did and Visconti did all their stuff. Uh, Love se- it. Secret Sound. It was the Secret Sound. Yeah. yeah. Manhattan. It's a shame. Lovely console. They got everything. Closing the doors. 
It's it's crazy. So in these past 10 years, we've seen the change. We've seen – we've all talked about the technology. Let me ask you a question. Are you – do you feel like you're more creative now than you were back then? Because in some ways, I think I am. I think my creativity and what's inspired me and some of these technologies – Instant gratification. The, the, but really, just think bad really, about that too, you know? No, but I think I, I get inspired a little bit more, especially when it comes to audio and writing and stuff like that because of the sounds and the textures and the pads. I don't know. Martin, what about you? How's your inspiration? I mean, you haven't stopped writing, you know? You And some of the stuff you're you're writing now is phenomenal, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, God, that's a really tough question because I, I think uh, – you know, I think I've, I've always been a little bit creative, so I've always been writing. And um, to think that it was better now is difficult for me to say. I, uh, as everybody said here, it seems a little easier to get going quickly and to hear sounds fast and to start bubbling. But I wouldn't say, I'll, if anything, I think there's a, there's a, it's, it's in the middle. There's, there's a, a bad side to it as well because you move so fast, you don't really study if you're writing a good song. This is purely me. You know, the, the slower process to me helps me write a good song. If I was moving at such a pace, I'd get results quicker, but um, there's something about the slowing down of things as it used to be in the old days where you, things didn't connect straight away. You had time to think about it. You had time to play it. So I'm still, in a way, moving, trying to slow things down so that a, as a creative person I can tell if I'm j- just making a noise or trying to create something that's a little bit lasting or tiny bit sublimed and I think you need sometimes to step back from everything you mm-hmm. know I, I, f- I think there's a real danger uh, although everything is great and we're able to plug in straight away I think there's a real danger that we don't do anything um, extraordinary I think Bobby touched on it saying chaos and you know we lose a little tiny bit of um, sensibility to maybe and I'm talking purely from a writing sense of uh, we, we get forced and we like we get rubbed quickly up it's like oh that sounds good oh that sounds good oh this is a good beat but um, I uh, I would say that in a way I'm it's beautiful because you get great sounds and you move quickly and it's lovely but at the same time I'm very aware that I'm suspicious that it's moving me past the uh, important part part of it which is the spirit of a of a of a, of a song you know so i if anything i'm trying to slow the process down because it is much faster and much quicker that's interesting because like like you said slow it down because sometimes enjoying the creative process of getting that perfect patch like mm-hmm. when you used to have to fiddle with the knobs sure. and like then you you created that sound that's a little bit you different know, than going down. I, I have to say that my, my best my best stuff to me is when I'm doing when it happens a little bit by mistake. Again, Bobby's word chaos, but I'm, I will be trying to get a sound. Or why isn't that plugged in right? And you know, I'm always playing the track in the background, and then something else appears. So in a way, I, you know, I've heard filmmakers talk about that as well. Like, you know, if I edit too fast, I don't yeah. get a chance to really soak because your in. brain doesn't go faster. Yeah, and then the next yeah. day, let's all admit it. The next day, um, it sounds different. There's a different context in the brain to look at something, and there's something to be said for instant spontaneity, but also going, okay, step back, let's leave that for a few hours and come back and have a listen to it. And then you see it again, wider, bigger. And I think the technology now can sometimes um, rub us up real quick and make us go, that's lovely, glossy, oh, fast, lovely, loud. Uh, but really, for me, it's always like, great. But now let's step, take two steps back because I'm always trying to look at the song. But that's my perspective. Do you, you find that's actually pretty good? Do you find the technology? Uh, I get caught in in uh, distractions, never-ending distractions. Why? 
because Pro Tools keeps saying, oh, there's an update, there's an update. And, Windows, and then Mac says, there's an update, there's an update. And you go, go away, go away, go away. And then one day you do something stupid and you go, okay, fine, I'll update the damn thing. And then just be gone. And you update it and it says, nothing's compatible. <laughs> Next thing you know, because I, I can't think how many days I've been going to design. And it happened a little bit yesterday. And I said, okay, fine, fine. Click, fine. Nothing's working. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, now let me download that. Then you spend the day going, teleport. El Capitan. Doesn't work. And there's 20 people going, yeah, it doesn't work. And you're like, crap. Okay, and next thing there's all these incompatibilities. You wait a little long. Hey, and now it works. You update it, but something else mm. breaks. So it almost feels like there's this never-ending distraction. It's where the flow of creativity. Yes, you know, as all of us as creative people, we've got to find that point where it's not all technology. You know, and our brains are beginning to act in a, in a, away from it, using but, it, but away from it. And that's the internet. That's true. There's your phone, and everything's yeah. going. It's, I feel like I'm being screamed at mm. all day long. Between the ads mm-hmm. and everything that, that's trying to get your attention, now cell phones are calling like, hi, do you want to sell your house? Go away, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, You don't have to answer them. What's that? You don't have to answer them. Oh, the phone rings, you don't know if it's a client or not. <laughs> and you go, oh, Still it's... Still don't have to answer if it's a client. That's true. But, but that is a, that's a skillful thing, isn't it? You yeah. know, moving forward and going, this is fantastic. At the same time, saying, oh, you know, I need to put this into balance. Yeah, like you I just said you, with your hands. I don't balance. think, because yeah. it's so quick, I think yeah. technology, the computer, doing music or um, sound on computers, have, have, we've lost the respect it takes and how hard it is to do something good. And now, as Pagey says, you press a button and you go, oh, it's a nice drum beat, but you don't really, you, you, you kind of... You, you the kinda, discovery process the, changed. Yeah. yeah. And also you don't have the limitations of old technology. I know it sounds a bit stupid, but you don't have the, the scariness of punching in on 24 track. When you're punching in the, the drum track, you're like, well, I better get this right because <laughs> the first verse is great and we're punching the chorus fill and I've got to get out. If you don't do it right, you screw up and you, you've ruined that take and you have just a lot of money wasted. So. But is, is that... Is that a bad thing? Yes. I mean, I is that a bad, a bad thing, thing to not have to worry about tape in general? I think it's okay, brilliant that, that you can like, okay, punch-ins are not a big deal. I, I, I agree. I, I, of course, I agree it's nice not having that fear, but you don't have the respect of what you're actually doing. So it's all a bit slapdashy. It's like, ah, I'll just undo it. Undo, I'll try this, undo it. When, when one would say, well, that makes you much more creative, you can try so many things. But generally... You have a couple of good ideas, and the rest of them are a bit of a waste of time. And I think when you when you when you're doing something, certainly songwriting and and producing a record, sometimes having a, a limits is is, is yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah, Just yeah. saying, listen, I'm only going to do this on 32 tracks or 24 tracks, or so I'm going to do a 24 track with, with with a bunch of slaves as we used to do in the old days. And you say, well, I, we can't cut guitars anymore. We're out of tracks. So I have to do another slave, and the guy guitar goes, oh, let me just come up with this part. This will do just as well. And it. And, for, well, I personally think you get better sound. well, history has proved, you get better sounding music produced uh, when you have limitations. And I think that applies to a lot in the world today. I, I, you know what, I, yeah. I can see your point in that. I'll, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, I can definitely see your point in the fact of having that respect. But sometimes, sometimes you need a lot of options to, to get to that creative spot. And I'm going to tell you a perfect example – when you're doing voiceover, when I'm when I'm recording VO and it's for a commercial, sometimes the creative director won't get rolling until take you know 25, sure. to, you know, and then you're like, okay, now let's go, and then you you nail it one way at like take 35, and then they go, okay, now let's try something different. Right. And sometimes they have what they want, but then they go into trying something different, right. 
and they get something pretty cool when they went to go try something different. So I mean, yes, I, I totally agree. You don't respect you know, it, I but mean, at the same time, you're you're working, you're you're trying to dig it out, and sometimes it, it helps. A VO is not my area of expertise by no, any means, understand. although I've done VO a bit, but. Uh, no, I know. It's different but, than but doing drums. You don't want to do three Recording lead vocalist. Rec- recording lead vocalist, I think, is mostly the most important track on the record, gen- generally for pop music, at least, right. for any record with the singer on it, at least. Uh, w- when you get a vocalist, a good vocalist, you'll generally get really great takes from them. Maybe some of them you get first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sure. sixth, they're bored. Seventh, they're like, ah. Yeah, that's... So, you know, d- diminishing marginal utility. And I think lots of times we have, oh, I've got 300,000 tracks. Let's just record until you've, the singer goes, shit, is he ever going to be happy with my vocal yeah. performance? And you're just saying, am I ever going to be able to comp this? I've got no, 95 tracks of vocal. That's, that's, I agree that's with you. true. I've started, that's true. I don't know why. I, I realized I haven't seen concerts in a long time. <laughs> and I started seeing some concerts. And especially with musicians who are very good. And then I started hearing, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the studio, and it's like, yeah, it's fine, we can fix it. Begin, you know, the rhythm's a little bit off, pitch a little bit off, but I'll fix it. You know? And then you see the band live, and there's something going on that you ain't record. It used to be the band had something magical happening, and you recorded it. And now everybody's overdubbing. Yeah. And I think there's this lack of fun, this spontaneity, yeah. this little something going on. I can hear it now. Yeah, you know, I think. Kind of, I mean, you listen to I, muscle I think, shows. I, I mean, I know this is old yeah, school. No, definitely. I can listen to the way that room thumps. That is no, bad recording yeah. from a technical mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah. But the compression on that room when those guys were playing together, they made brilliant records. There's and definitely, they, yeah, yeah, and I can see how that, um, especially on the music side as opposed to the post side. Sure. You know, on the post side, we're, we're a little more clinical. You know, of course, it's, it's and post you guys, yes. you need you know you need three, with today's technology. Right. I mean, expectations of movies, sure. movies and stuff. You've got to have thousands of tracks of hits and whooshes and swells. Oh and yeah, Could, you know what those starting to happen. Um, I've just recently moved over to Technicolor, and there's something that uh, actually went up for most of. They were starting to get a hit with this, and it's a big deal. And in some ways, we've moved a thousand steps forward. And there's this dark cloud coming at us that's going to beat the crap out of this. And that's called security audits. Mm. And what's happening is Sony got hacked. Guess what? We got picture. We got audio. You got tracks from records. Somebody wants it. They can get it. So now what do they do? They said, okay, first thing you're going to do is nothing touches the internet. Not only that, Wi-Fi shut off, USB hard drives are shut off, FireWire hard drives are shut off. Nobody can get in and nobody on the inside can get out. And not only that, it, it uh, the MPAA goes to every facility and post. Absolutely. It says if you want it, you got to you have to have self locking doors. You have to have I mean, all these issues and badges and and high security. And now gaming, you know, we were doing two couple really big gaming companies said we need to do a security audit. And I'm like, wow, that's becoming a new word. But I said, well, wait a second. I've got plugins that want to check the outside world. They're like, can't buy it. I was looking at Adobe Audition. And they're like, yeah, ain't going to happen. So now you've got these two models, one subscription-based, which wants you to, Pro Tools, go online. And I said, great, what's the security like? Have you spoken to the MPAA? Can I even use it? Yeah, that's that's. And all of a sudden, they're like, no, ain't going to happen. So because of this new technology and people being able to hack, now, all of a sudden, if you're doing projects that have a meaningful, even if it's trailer, and you're doing stuff and you've got picture and they want access to it, it's a big deal. Yeah, we go through audits, uh, I think, 
three times a year, maybe even four times yeah, a year. Yeah, you want to use the and, iPad controller and, with the iDoc? Guess they, what? Ain't going to happen. And they uh, they are – it's hardcore. I mean those – the MPAA is hardcore. They go over your systems. They go into IT and they, they want to see exactly what's going on. It's pretty It's pretty hardcore. It takes oh, yeah, all day. I mean, we, have to, we have now badges with the faces on it. We have a security for the elevators. You cannot go to any floor without a badge. I mean it's crazy. Um, and nobody's supposed to have any hard drives, no USB dongles, nothing on tables. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. It's all coming full circle. It used to be, you know, you were in your studio and you didn't have any links to the outside world. Then you got these links <laughs> to the outside world, and now you're back in your studio with, <laughs> with no links to the outside world. <laughs> Rob, last ten years, creativity for you? Has it gotten easier? Gotten worse? How's how's it? I think it's actually gotten easier because I'm not. I'm not so wrapped up in using all the technology all the time. Like I just from experience, I know what kind of gear inspires me and what kind is just distracting. Cause sometimes you need distraction cause it takes your mind off the fact that you don't have a creative idea at that moment. But, um, I find that I use, at least in the early stages of a production, I use less equipment. I just have a few go-to pieces cause it's really more about the creativity going on in your head than in the studio. So, um, I'd say I'm more creative now because I'm not as tied to the technology. But I also have the experience after having used this stuff for many years to know if I need a certain sound, I know where to find it. You um, know what you could be helped, though, is I'm, I'm watching you ping pong all over the world. And I think in the next year or two, we're going to have AR conferencing. What a waste of time. You're flying 12, 20, six hours, losing days and days and days, and the ability to pop some some glasses on and be at a table and everyone's sitting together and all over the world could help you, save you money and hit your bottom line in a significant way. And you way. won't get the flu. Yeah. Well, get flu, uh, <laughs> but it'll seriously affect my frequent flyer miles, yeah, well, which I might say this year are off the charts. <laughs> I, you know what? I think one of the reasons why you're more creative, Rob, is because you're He's on a plane for 20 hours. <laughs> That's right. No, it's because you're uh, no longer Mr. Windows boy either. Yeah, I remember when I first met yeah, you. Yeah, maybe you were Mr. PC. Oh, I was. And oh, get, I gave you get crap bro- about that phone. Yep. forever. <laughs> get, get Rob to Mike use a Mac. Phone. Getting Rob to use a Mac. Would, would but hasn't Mac turned in? You know, I'm going to dish. But hasn't Mac turned into the new Windows? Yep. I mean, it's like it used to be. You had a Mac. It always worked. It was brainless. You did an update. No Capitan, Big mistake. Uh, yes, and no. I, everything you do now is like you go. Oh God. How much is it going to hurt now? Yeah. And it's well, just like Windows was, Apple, unstable. Actually, Apple's, yeah. Apple's out of the computer business. They haven't brought out a new model in three years. Yeah, just keep updating think, their operating Think system. about that. That's, that's oh, just that no, low. That. Don't go into that. I went into too, too late. Uh, and, You're on it, though. Yeah, it's been totally fine. By the way, episode 35 is the NASA scientist talking about data, if you want to go back in the back. Hey, uh, Bobby Osinski, uh, creativity, 10 years. Better, worse, same? Uh, yeah, it's better in that everything is faster. Uh, the technological barrier that was there for a long time isn't there, so you can get to work faster. I still find, though, when I have to get creative, and, and I'm just talking about the times when I think, uh, oh, I need a cue. It's easier for me to write it than it is for me to go get it from somebody. It still takes me longer than I ever think it will. So from that standpoint, uh, no. no. Brandon. Yes. Creativity, last Creativity. 10 years. When we started the podcast, you were in third grade. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes and no. You know, it's like it's 
yes, I, I have access to all these plugin effects and virtual mm-hmm. instruments, and I've got you know I can get orchestral effects if I want to do this and that. So it is more creative in that sense. Um, but then I, I found I was cleaning out the studio the other day. I found all these old cassettes from back when, like, this is you know. 15 years ago when I was recording on a Tascam 4 track, like little acoustic yeah. guitar tracks. And it's like, oh, that sounds all right. You know, that wasn't too bad. You know, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing and it came out all right, you know, um, tape. But, uh, but yeah, yes and no. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, that's all I have to say in there. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I think so. I, I think being able to, you know, have an app on your telephone and do something wherever, on a plane, in the bathroom, <laughs> wherever you are, I think that's pretty fun. So I'd, I guess yes for me. But but wait, you know, you talk about there's no limitations, but there are. Yeah. I mean, we still have a lot of limitations. We just not the same ones. We're all in our minds. Right? That, I'll tell you, the one thing that hasn't changed is the lack of of knowing your instrument, whether it's a guitar or it's keyboards or it's drums. That there's always going to be a place for someone who really knows how to master it. You know, there's a lot of good um, alternatives that sound good. You know, you can get good drum libraries. You can get, you know, programs that do guitar riffs, things like that. But it does not replace somebody who knows how to, how to play that instrument. Now, one thing I'll tell you that I've noticed, the average musicianship has gotten better in some ways. Uh, and the reason for that is... Kids today learn how to play with loops and with the click right from the get-go. So the, as far as timing is as concerned, that's a lot better. Now, I don't know if that's helped feel at all, but from the standpoint that at that least from that one aspect, that, that's better than it's ever been. And, and nobody even thinks twice about it. Oh, yeah, I can play that. No problem. Yeah, you know, no, or tutorials. once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's so many uh, tutorials online you can get. Yeah. 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 The tutorials, I mean... I wish I, when I was learning guitar, that they existed, because now there's just so much out there. Yeah. You know, one big thing also I think that's huge from a client standpoint is Dropbox and Aspera, because now I'm sending mixes. I'll do a mix. I'll say I've got an idea I want to throw by you, and they're in Germany or in London or in China, and I just say, boom, here it is. What do you think? And they go, okay. And I'm skyping them. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, just got it. It's all in real time. They sit there and they open it up. They're like, oh, can you blah, 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 some changes? Okay, yeah, let me do that. I was doing one where I was literally there Skyping them on the console and doing some changes. <laughs> and then I sent it to them again. <laughs> Hit record, sent it. I mean, like this? Yeah, I like that. Great. Now, all of a sudden, I haven't had clients in my room in years. That is one thing that's completely different than 10 years ago. Every day for the last couple weeks, just because of the nature of my software company and the project we're on right now, we've had to have conference calls between L.A., New York, Sydney, and Hong Kong, because that's where the four of us happen to be right now. And we have these calls for hours for free over Skype. I mean, that was just not even something you could have predicted back then. And it, it sounds fine. I uh, I was on a cruise in the middle of uh, nowhere and was on these Skype calls a couple weeks ago, too. So you have me in the middle of the ocean and somebody in Hong Kong and Sydney and wow. New York at the same time. And it's free and it works perfectly. And we – I mean it works so well that we're not even thinking about the technology. We're just actually getting our work done. So 10 years ago, that wasn't even a pipe dream. Remember when you, you called your mom in my car on the way to Arizona? Yeah, video call from 
the desert highway. But, you know, Scott hit on something really important. The fact of the matter is nobody has clients anymore. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's the relationship rare. has changed. Yes, but it, it's rare when you have somebody sitting next to you doing something. But I love that. I mean, I honestly, because one of the things, I mean, in film we still have clients. But with a lot of the stuff that I do in my other formats, I don't. And it allows me to be more creative. It allows me to think. Because when I'm listening to the room trying to figure out the politics, I'm not really spending all the time thinking about the product. I'm thinking about, okay, he said this. So-and-so said that. Who's going to win the argument? Which way are we going to go? I better not. And you're sitting there debating how you're going to approach things because there's people yakking. Or you go, can you just shut up? I'm actually trying to listen here because you guys are all having loud conversations right. and I'm trying to concentrate because of what you're paying for. So – and I love it. Again, when you just – you can do your own hours. You can get in the zone. You don't have to be smiley. You can just go to that place and just concentrate on the actual work. Yeah, it's amazing how work has changed in these past 10 years. And some of it's been really great. Some of it's been not so great. I love collaborating with people and, and not having to be there. I like being able to do projects now that I never dreamed of, like VR projects and, and you know, video stuff and, and the fact that we have YouTube. Hey, we're going to start wrapping this up. But, you know, the Audio Nowcast, we started and I thought we were going to do four podcasts. Really, I thought we were going to do four podcasts and that was about it and you know we're on a show number 170 the best thing about this podcast that that if you listen to it back from number 1 if you go back and start to listen to it you you'll see it's a little time capsule of technology and how it's changed i mean we like i said that the ipad was one thing we were talking about the iphone and what 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 it, what it can do and what's going to happen in the future and you know and and a lot of that stuff is as come true and i remember being in the hospital and i'm sitting here with my ipad pro and it was pretty dark it was a pretty dark day for me and things were you know wasn't the best and i got to go and create and to me that's my refuge that's where i i go and and you i got to lose myself a little bit and and some of the plugins and some of the apps that i have you know and and I think that's probably the best thing about it is there's as technology has evolved it can for me it's it's no longer cold you know I I don't look at it necessarily as a cold thing I I look at it as something that that can help me and it actually definitely was was a I don't want to say a source of comfort, but it allowed me to create. And that's what was really important for me at that time. So one of the best things about this podcast is not only seeing the evolution of technology, but also seeing some of the great projects and some of the stuff that, that we've got to see throughout the 10 years. For instance, Scott, you know, for the longest time, if you a couple of years ago, you listened and Scott couldn't talk about that, couldn't talk about it, could talk about it. And that was Pacific Rim. And then he came back and he did a great podcast on how they made all those sounds for Pacific Rim and things like that. That's it's been amazing to see that. It's been amazing to see Rob and his his stuff as Rob, man, the world's smartest man. <laughs> you know, this guy comes over here and he can program anything or do. I mean, do you ever read a manual? <laughs> but just to see him and the success you've to. had um, music, but then you know you've you've done film. And I remember we talked on one of our podcasts about that one film that you did over at your place mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, and it was a horror film, but just, you know, Rob threw himself into it. It's just amazing to see. And now you're doing all your programming stuff. And it's just 
to be able to go back and to, to do that. Remember when Brandon joined us, you know, I remember when I told Brandon about the podcast and then we started talking and, uh, the stuff that's Brandon's done when he, like, when you get to hear some of these big trailer sound effects at the speakers in Brandon's room as he's doing them, I mean, it's like, it's the best sounding stuff. I mean, some of the rattles and some of the, it's just really inspiring. It's, and, and see, looking back and being able to remember the first podcast that he was with and, and Ken, Ken, that we talked about before, he's, he's done, gobs of stuff and gobs of film. But I remember when I hired him for a couple short little pieces and we worked uh, down in the studio downstairs and, you know, you were like, you know, new. And now, man, this guy's an editing king and... and I just never wanted to have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bobby, Bobby, you know, Bobby is... Come on, the knowledge He's of He's a analog. god. He's oh, a god. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. He's a god. His knowledge of, of analog... <laughs> Has been is phenomenal. If you go back to some of our podcasts and you look at when he's explaining some of the things like compression and parallel processing and, and things acoustics. like that, and acoustics, Bobby, man, he knows the numbers. And he knows Wall all Street. that stuff. He was like paying attention to all the classes that I was falling asleep in. <laughs> it's just a wealth of uh, you're knowledge. Kind. You are uh, kind, and then Thank Bobby Osinski, if you go back to the podcast when he joined us about four or five years ago, um, number ninety two. Yep, number ninety. <laughs> Bobby is such a wealth on on the new way of making it in music. And you look at what he, what he chimes in and, and Music 3.0 and, and just such a smart insight into the audio industry. And it, it's, it's always, you know, if Bobby's there, you know, I know – we're always going to have a, a certain element of expertise in the in the room, and it's it's been amazing. It's it's been a pleasure, and and he's brings so much to the podcast. And then Martin, you know, Martin was there when we started. I remember I was a virgin <laughs> when we started. The last ten years, uh, everything changed. Everything for me. changed. Yeah. The the specials that I've got to do with Martin, be, you know that wolf. <laughs> <laughs> has been amazing. I mean, we've had some great talks. We've done hours of talks and just, you know, we've played back. I don't know if you guys have heard the specials, but, you know, just the fact that Martin takes us through his albums. And he, we start at song one and we go through and you hear – to hear a songwriter tell you about not only what inspired the song but how it came together and where it comes from um, – Really having Martin on as the voice of songwriters is is amazing because he always has a great insight and and he always shows you how to be creative and where his creativity comes from you know and whether it's he's reading a book which he's very well read or he's listening to a song or enjoying nature or even on a spiritual realm you see these influences and and his comments are already great so I just want to thank all you guys. Uh. Thank for you, for the thank podcast. You thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Ten, years. Ten years. Ten years. You guys. You guys have been awesome. I've learned a ton from all. It of couldn't you. have happened without you, Mike. Mike is the core, yes. the root, Absolutely. the trunk. Well, I appreciate got the best them. looking microphone in the room. <laughs> Always does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and ten years ago. I mean, iPad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you found your move, muse. Uh, it, it, seriously, it's it's been pretty awesome. I, I'll tell you the thing about um, the podcast that I'm really quite proud of is there's a lot of podcasts that are out there, and there's a lot of great podcasts that are out there. Um, but I don't think anybody on the podcast has quite the talented 
panel that we have. No. They're all actively no. yeah. working right now. You and know, as well hung as we are. And that, <laughs> <laughs> or it has a body. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold yeah. on, that I'm pretty damn proud of it. But I, we got to thank a couple people before we go. First, we got to thank API. We got to thank Larry Drover yeah, and the guys yes. from API. Right. They, you know, sponsored the podcast. Through us in 20 years, them. they've always still been there at the same high quality level. Oh, those guys rock. I mean, they just they just know if you ever get a chance to, to talk to them. API, there's a reason why their stuff sounds so good and there's so much quality. It's because they're just quality people and they do a quality product, especially after um, Larry and his group took it over. And they've just maintained it and made it better and they're just smart guys. And they just, they're just, you know, their stuff sounds good and it's worth Way more than what they charge, you know. Mm. It really is. It's just amazing, amazing quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, I hate to say this, but it keeps its value on the resale market. So if you buy a piece of gear, and you're not sure of it. You're not going to get hosed, yeah. you know. Um, but um, you know, we got to thank we got to thank them. Um, we also got to thank you know some of the help that we've had. Andrew Chavone was and there when we when we started Vanessa at the beginning. Uh, oh yeah, no, we're going to thank. Oh, her Andrew Chavone was the first um, engineer who who helped out, and then um, we had Ken Kane came and helped us out, and and then Jeremy, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Jeremy came in. Jeremy, awesome success story. I mean, he's right now working at Sony. He um, he worked on you know a couple small films like uh, Oh Hateful Eight and Concussion and some other. Films that he can't talk about, um, and he, you know, he came in here. He literally sent us, sent me an email that said, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. Can I buy you guys coffee or something?" And I said, "No, just come on over and join us for a podcast." You know, and so he joined us, and he really had a great time. And and then uh, he just wanted to get involved, and so he uh, got in and he engineered the show. And then he just wanted to do more and I hired him for a couple things and some of you guys hired him and he just worked and it kind of kept him going and he got into the industry and next thing you know it, he's now not sure. I actually got him in a tutorial. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's, work, he's working. Um, but I, we got to thank um, Jeremy. Um, we also got to thank um, Colin Eldridge. You know, Colin did a great job for us. He's come out a couple times. He Live practically down in San Diego, would drive up here and, and help out in the podcast. And he went on his first tour, and we talked about that on the podcast. That was great. Colin's been a great guy. Um, and then uh, we have um, Delbert, who who's helped us out a couple times, and you know he's doing a lot with his voiceover and stuff like that. Um, Delbert's been great. And then um, and Lauren's helping helping us out. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. And then Jonathan, who helped us out one time, was really awesome. So we've had some really good people that have that have come through here. There's a, uh, another one, um, a girl uh, from yeah, Michigan. Yeah, your trailer park intern. Oh yeah, uh, what? Christy. Christy. Christy, right? Yeah. No, no, she's yeah. I'm give her a shout out. She's actually she's coming back. You know, she's coming back. She went to school. She's graduated from school. She's going to come back. We're going to get her back helping on the podcast. She wants to do. She wants to do good. She's going to be a good little worker, man. She's she's a she's a hustler. Um, And then I want to thank Vanessa because uh, Vanessa handled our social media 
um, back at the beginning, and <laughs> and you know we still have a MySpace page. <laughs> uh, it's, there's not much in there except our, our little logo, but we still have a MySpace page. It's pretty funny. I, I clicked on the, one of our links and it's like, hey, MySpace. Um, but she helped us out. She helped getting the whole social media thing going. And then uh, she still works with, with mm-hmm. Martin, and she's still a big part of, uh, of, Martin's, um, of Martin's group. So um, it's, it's really cool. But all these people, you know, I got to thank them all because without them, there would be no Audio Nowcast, and we would not have lasted 10 years. So, guys, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And um, really quick before we go, I just want to, you know, we'll keep it short, but, you know, Tell me uh, what you've been working on really quick. Rob. I've been uh, traveling like a crazy person, working on things I can't talk about. But uh, (laughs) I've actually been playing more piano, which has been a uh, refreshing thing that I haven't gotten to do as a focus thing for a while. But I've been having fun, but traveling way, 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 way too much and looking forward to spending more time at home. Awesome. Right. Mike, I'm, I've been sucked back into the audio industry. Yeah, I took several yeah. months off. But, uh, Talents will things, not stay away, brother. <laughs> made an offer I couldn't refuse. So I'll where, tell, where I'll, are you at now? More, more on that in the future. Okay. Ken, All right. I haven't actually signed the papers. <laughs> Ken. Just uh, growing the business, Sound Brigade, you know. Sound Brigade. Cutting people's arms off and shooting people and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got to gotta give up. Props to Ken. Let me tell you the one thing about Ken that I noticed from back in the day is that he uh, my mouthpiece over there. No, no, you've you've, your quality has always been high. He he never ever skimps. Except when he joined this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We've done some small piddly little things, and I said, Ken, I don't have a big budget on this. Can you can you help me with this? And he he always very cheap over delivers. (laughs) He over delivers, man. I get his stuff back. I'm like, man. I'm going to call this guy again. <laughs> and I haven't heard from you in like three years. <laughs> Bobby, really quick, what have you been working on? Anything? Um, no, actually, I've been sort of... Nothing. What have I been doing? Oh, I'm doing... Uh, I'm doing uh, uh, what have I been working on? Nothing. I actually haven't really been working this whole week. And next week, I'm going to England for three weeks' holidays. So nice. I'm kind of in holiday mode. Well, However, good. last week, I went to the Emmys for my sixth nomination and didn't win yes. again. Yes. So, loser. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Uh, other than that, nothing. <laughs> Bobby Osinski. Uh, yeah, some new books coming out and some courses and yeah, same old. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, you got to read. If you've never read any of Bobby's books, you got to pick one up. They're really they're easy blogs to read. Are great. I read yeah. them all the time. Oh, and, well, that's one thing that's happening. I'm actually redesigning my blogs and. Uh, Learning WordPress, so Bobby, Bobby's cost me a lot of money. Damn it! I'll go, I'll go like things you gotta get. I, oh, I'm gonna buy one of those. <laughs> Scott, really quick, anything uh, you uh, can talk about? Yeah, I got two things. Uh, uh, Doom is coming out, so I worked on that and uh, got a chance to hang out with the guys uh, in January and, and work on that and and add some contributions. Uh, the other big news, I guess, I'm not even sure if I ever said on a podcast, is I've taken on a new role at Technicolor. As the director of, of editorial, uh, sound editorial, where I'm now overseeing film, uh, games, and heading up a whole new VR division. Nice. So uh, it's made me a little busy. We should talk. <laughs> <laughs> Pagey boy. Hi, mate. It's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Songwriter. Um, no, I'm just, uh, you know, I've been 
getting used to the new studio, and I've got an album coming out around September, which uh, I finished quite recently. I've got two in the can as well, so I'm just pushing to get a lot of stuff released. Yeah. But I hope to get the next one out around September, which is a ballad album, which is um, some of the tracks from my earlier albums re-recorded and nine new songs. So I'm sort of... Uh, and I'm in that lovable mood. Yeah. So. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to take the liberty and just say it's an awesome album. No, it, it really you. is, and th- and I'm also gonna I'm gonna, you know, we can always edit. You can always tell me to not say this, but some of the other stuff don't say that <laughs> is phenomenal. Mm. Like I, people, it just gets better and better. You Thank know? you, Mike. Thank and you I very much. I think it's much. the technology. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's the brain. It's the brain. It's the human brain. I'm so sensitive. That's what's happening. There's some good stuff on the horizon. Thank you, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yep. What are you doing? Mm. I'm just trying to live, brother. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm working on some VR stuff um, on the video side of things um, that um, I can talk about more later on. Um, other than that. Uh, when you were doing no, some in-depth research in the medical industry? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, just right now it's, it's, uh, it's a nice little lull, you know, and, and trying to adjust the work-play balance and all of that. I know it was yeah. an interesting thing, if I can just jump in there. Bobby, you, didn't you just do all your MIDI on all your old keyboards? I did, I did. Which is a fascinating thing. Actually, it's a, it's, it's a good point, actually. Yeah. I mean, you, that was you, you did them all, right? I, I mean, did. you've got a whole room of analog keyboards. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. I can talk. You have, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's funny. Quite funny. Actually. I've had them for most of them for about thirty-six years, and they're all old analog since. And I just said, "Bugger it! I want to make them work." These things. Yeah. So I, what I did was I, re, I had DCB and Gate on them all before, which is the older protocol before MIDI, right? I'm not, um, DCB and CV and Gate, uh, but anyway, so I bought Kenton ret- retrofit kits and I ripped them all apart and drilled holes in them and put MIDI into them. And now I've got every single keyboard, which are analog, Minimogs, Micros, Memories, Junos, Jupiters. Well, they're all completely controllable, including my TR808, which I can now program a pattern on a TR-808 and have it locked to my new endo, which is pretty smoky. Wow. Mm-hmm. We're going to need to talk about that on the next podcast. You're on. That is so much inf- that is so awesome in so many ways. You know what? Let me take a video camera. In. So someone's going to come in and just model your room. <laughs> 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 no, if you've ever seen pictures of Bobby's studio, yeah, all those that's keyboards, awesome. that's, that's exciting. It's the lighting show, really. It's really, really, really powerful. powerful. And, and, and <laughs> if you're really special, he'll skate for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, really quick, before we go, I, I need to thank one other Another point. group of people, and that's our listeners. We've had some listeners mm. yeah. that have been with us for all ten years. All three. We have <laughs> seven. Seven. Right. We have some listeners that have heard every show. I am so sorry, and and they're very active, and they send me notes. They don't always post, and we have guys that do posts, and and. Um, and I think that's the best thing about this podcast is I've met some really great people. I've had people come up at trade shows, and well, and you know who needs her own shout out? Ah, oh, go ahead. Joanne. Jo- <laughs> Joanne, we didn't forget about you. And then Rob still has another DMP7 that he's willing yeah. to. Yeah. No, but three of them. I'll tell you, the, the people that are out there, our listeners, they are some smart people. They always say really great comments, and they're just really smart, and they're, they, they make me think, um, give great suggestions, even though I may – 
actually do them months later, but they've always mm-hmm. give us great suggestions and they're just, it's a really good group of people that, that download and, um, all over the world. You know, I looked at our stats and, you know, we get a lot of downloads in Germany. We get a lot of downloads in England. We get some in Japan. Really, we're covered pretty much all over the world except Antarctica, but who knows? <laughs> we have to give a shout out to Thomas in Germany too. Yes, Can't forget about Thomas. Thomas, Thomas is great. Met Thomas, you know, through the podcast. He's a great guy. I'll, every NAB show, it's not a NAB show unless I say hey to him. And and um, so yeah, the, it's just been a, a great wild ride for these ten years. And hey, we're not stopping. We're moving forward. I don't know what the end game is, but let's just keep rocking and, and we'll see where it goes. So looking forward to technology in the next ten years. From myself and all the guys, thank you for listening. And guys, thank you for being here after 10 years. Thank you, Mike. to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and West Wave Audio. The Audio Nowcast is hosted by Mike Rodriguez and uses Aphex's 230 Master Channel Voice Processor. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Music